The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Before we get started, I just wanted to say if you guys like sports gambling, the best place to do it is at mybookie.com. So head over to mybookie.com today and use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to double your first deposit up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. What the fuck's up? It's the Monday morning recap. I'm Rob. I'm your host. I'm feeling pretty foggy today. Got Giorgio and Dan here. Who the fuck am I? Yeah, what's with the beard? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, where'd the beard go? You're the man with the granite chin. I know. I, uh, I just decided to shave it. I, there's really no rhyme or reason. I do this with my facial hair all the time. Sometimes I'll go mustache. Sometimes I'll go full beard. Yeah, you didn't do fucking anything. Yeah, I, I kind of envy my girlfriend because she gets to date like four or five different guys. Yeah. You're a chameleon. Mm-hmm. You're, you're no longer Dirty Dan. You, right now, you're handsome, Dan. I can look different um, uh, pretty much every, every You have to collect so. every version yeah. of Dan's action card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's different versions. I mean, you already, the beard's like three quarters back already. <laughs> Your five o'clock shadow is literally a carpet. Yeah. Like you, it's a, it's a deep shadow. It's a dark shadow. It is. It is. You're right. I have a really fat middle finger, if any of you could see. Because uh, if any of you watched us on Saturday, uh, Andrew Craig stopped by. Former UFC veteran, uh, current 10th Planet MMA head coach. I uh, just wanted to actually let us know what was going on during these fights instead of us casuals just running our mouth. And then on Sunday, he proceeded to uh, hurt my finger. He uh, jammed your finger up real yeah. good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a big man. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's, a, he's a great guy, too. Great guy. Great, great hair. Great hair. I'm really jealous of his hair. He had that flow and curls. He came in late, just ate some pizza, smoked a joint. Really true drinking bros fashion. Took over because Eli was in a K hole of some sort. Yeah, he Eli really he was Eli's whole plan to come hang out and like be on the be on the fight companion. And then he just puts his head down, and takes a nap. He was very high. That he seems did. on brand, to be honest. For Eli, that feels right. Yeah, I don't think he knew what dimension he was in. Yeah. He had this giant like six by six inch brownie that he was eating. So I'm assuming that probably had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he ate like three quarters of that, too. That's a huge mistake when you're doing edibles. People only think about length and width. They forget depth. They forget the girth. Yeah, they forget the girth. Made that, I made that mistake in college once. We made pop brownies and like, but in a deep pan, and I didn't really think about the depth of the pan. So I probably had like two and a half. Is, is that a Chicago-style pop brownie? Yes, yes. A deep dish <laughs> fucking pop brownie. I was up to like four in the morning. That was probably my first panic attack ever. Not because not I was like, oh, no, I'm too high. It just, like, got me too high. My heart felt like it was about to jump out of my fucking chest. Speaking of which, I, I, can't, I can't hold a lighter right now, so I have to, like, kind of, like, wedge it in between my pinky finger. And I, you, like I got faith in you. You got just this. doing drugs. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I looked in my mirror after going over on the UFC main card. Yeah. And I was disgusted, so I had to shave the beard. Yeah, first of all, yeah, all of you out there who were like, it's super easy, you just pick the favorites, you just pick the favorites. What happened this time, everybody? Dude, even I fucking saw the Nunes clip, Amanda Nunes clips, and, like, that chick was throwing throwing hands right back at her. I didn't see the end of the fight or anything. What happened? Did she get so, knocked out or yeah, yeah, No, no, no. So Nunes won the first round pretty easily. She was just ripping up Juliana Pena's leg. Yeah. 
And in the second round, they came out and they just decided, let's get into a firefight and just you throw a haymaker, I throw a haymaker. Yeah. It got for, you know, for what it was, it was, it was pretty entertaining. And then uh, I guess Juliana Pena just kind of broke Amanda Nunez, yeah. dropped her, and then choked her out. Yeah, I mean, she didn't even choke her out. Amanda Nunez just wanted to get out of the ring. She was like, I'm in a fight. I don't like being in fights. I like when people just fall down for me, which is what they've done for the last five years. For everyone who's watching right now, you're going to get my hot take. Um, oh, that air quote was tough. Here's yeah. the hot take. That, look at that. An yeah. injured air quote is not easy. Yeah, no, it really wasn't. It kind of hurt a little bit, to be honest. Uh, yeah, Amanda Nunez just gave up. She didn't have boots in, was not a rear naked choke, was across the chin line. Where you want to defend a rear naked choke is where Juliana Pena had this in on Amanda. Amanda didn't try to get up, didn't circle away. She was just like, I'm pretty tired from being in this phone booth fight where we both just stood at each other. And Amanda just kept coming in over top, and Juliana was just popping her with the jab. We were all confused, sitting here, just one, two, three with the jab, straight to Amanda's face, walked right into him. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm tired. I want to go home. And you know. She's been champion for six years, um, and it's kind of she's been the overwhelming favorite for that entire run. Yeah, at, at some point, like you're not going to get up for fights. Like it's just going right. to ha- like it's going to happen if you're. A ch- that's why it's so hard to defend a title that many times, is because like once you do it, you know, three, four, five times, it's just like yeah, well, you just expect it to happen. Who's so the real how many loser? fights? How many fights in a row did she win? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, the last time, the last. She took the belt from Misha Tate, yeah. who was Juliana Pena's teammate, and that was six years ago. I don't know how many times she's fought. So I'm eight. just trying to figure out how many times, like if what what were her odds? She was what were the what were the underdogs odds towards the end, plus, right, just um, starting out plus I don't what? Know. Towards the end, it was like minus twelve hundred for Amanda Nunez. So you had to bet twelve hundred dollars to win a hundred bucks. Right. So it would, would it be roughly the inverse for the? Dog? It'd be like eight hundred. Okay. Eight hundred. All right. So that's not really long enough odds to like really have fun with it I no guess. it is you, you, you this was the drop ten dollars the drop twenty dollars mm-hmm. like leading up this where like if you're gonna sprinkle you've only got 10 bucks this is where you throw your money but who was the but real people, loser of this fight people man? would take amanda and just throw her as like the the free bingo spot yeah. for your parlay yeah probably ruined so many parlays you gotta think so yeah. <laughs> oh vegas just raking in them vegas made so much money oh god it's just, it's just it's just they, they hired mexican day laborers to rake in all of that <laughs> cash that they needed to do and but, although she's a wrestler like it's a mistake to get into a firefight with a mexican boxer you know no no she just she just stood back and just popped her with the jab and it just amanda kept walking into it but i think this really hurt kayla harrison like at, like watching amanda tap out was really kayla harrison's bank account tapping out from my understanding so yeah kayla harrison free agent technically um in the building uh she's you know kind of a olympic judo gold medalist yep uh the the woman's goat of judo let's just let's put it put it in perspective she she, she's part of pf she was a part of pfl won the tournament made a million dollars i think doing that but now she's trying to get paid she is also teammates with amanda nunez but there was always they were floating out the idea that she would be the one that could potentially dethrone Amanda Nunez, okay. and it'd be kind of like this high money women's money fight. Uh, and yeah, as soon as Amanda lost, you could see. I think they went to a camera of uh, <laughs> Kayla Harrison just going "fuck," like <laughs> not not because you saw your teammate lose, but because you saw the the money just. Leave your bank account. Yeah, just fucking disappear. That's... Kayla Harrison and then is it uh, Carissa Shields were the two women that they thought could maybe take down Amanda Nunes, which are the women's judo goat and the women's boxing goat. Uh, Carissa Shields now signed to uh, 1FC. Also, shouts to Ivan Huerta in the comments. Uh, she is Mexican. She's half Mexican, half Venezuelan. So fuck off. I'm not racist. I know, I know her background. 
of Juliana Pena. Yeah, unlike Daniel Cormier, Dan Register does his homework. Yeah. God, that that how great was that? Like j- just to derail for a second in MMA, like DC, <laughs> Bisbing, <laughs> Dominic Cruz. <sighs> I mean, the whole card was awesome. Um, Dominic Cruz obviously getting that dub on the prelims against Pedro Munoz. Uh, performance just, performance of the night from uh, from old maybe, Dana. Fight of the night. Fight of the probably. night. Sorry, yeah, yeah fight yeah. of the night. Yeah. Um, obviously the main event. Charlie Olives uh, loses the first round. Dustin drops him, I think, twice. And then he comes out in the second, third round and just dominates DP. Retains his title, 155. Charles Oliveira puts took, all it, took, his, took his back pretty easily. Had the boots in for a minute. We were all sitting here, and we were just like, is it going to, is it, is it, is it? And then it was like, it's over. Like, he just got, was that, that's both the main card and the, uh, or sorry, the, the main event and the co-main event stopped by rear naked chokes. Mm-hmm. I wonder when the last time that happened was. And uh, I believe Dustin was on his feet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah so, I was on his feet in the quad pod position, got rear naked. Imagine a grown man just climbing onto your back and then choking you out as you're standing up. I uh, do that in the shower okay. many days. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the, who's the man? <laughs> Doesn't matter. The one in the mirror? You with a beard. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. That's why the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dustin, I don't Dustin. want it to be in there. It just jump. It just pops into my mind. It's, we call those invasive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right before that, Kai Car France knocking out <laughs> Cody, Cody Garbrandt. Garbrandt. <sighs> Who saw? First of all, how small did Kai Car France look? He looked like a one hundred twenty-five pounds, like a natural one twenty-five pounds. He's very small. Um, he, he's he, calling for a title shot for some reason. No, it's not going to happen. I think there's a documentary about his early part of his career when he was an amateur and he was still working for Willy Wonka. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what you do with Cody Garbrandt at this point in his career. He is, he is he's damaged a, goods. He's at a crossroads. He's still no. name recognition, obviously former champion. You send him out there to be beaten, yeah. right? You, you just, just trot you, him out there to... He's a resume builder, even though he's not a good fighter anymore. Yeah, no. he's just a piece of meat that you punch. He's like the side of fucking cow that Rocky hits in the barn. And win or lose, it's always entertaining. He gets knocked out in significant fashion. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds fun. Like, Dan is not going to cut him or anything. It's nah. I, okay, so here's what I heard afterwards. You do have stars at 125. You got Moreno, you got Figgy. People say that Cody is still a bigger star than both of them. I question that. Um, how, what do you do with a guy who gets knocked out at 35, goes to 25, and then gets knocked out again? Um, I just don't see I don't see I don't Chin's see a gone. lane for him. Chin's see, gone. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't matter because, like, that's the kind of fighter you want. A guy that goes in looking for the knockout and regularly gets knocked out himself. Is there a job in the UFC you can give him? I don't know if it's commentator, some sort of like no. brand ambassador. No, because like, all right, I don't know why. I like Cody as a fighter way more than I like him as a person. As a person, he is a cheese dick. He is, uh, he's just very unpleasant. Hey, I feel him very unauthentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially is like a Russell Wilson situation or? <sighs> Combination with like, all right, so if Russell Wilson had tats. Okay. And yeah, really into like motivation and all that bullshit. Oh yeah, God, not, not great. On his grind, always grinding. Yeah. Fuck okay, okay. If if Tony Robbins, I, had, would, I would pay to watch this man get knocked out. <laughs> had little man syndrome and was addicted to Monster Energy drink. Okay, perfect. But, but also like former on it athlete, you know, kind of those vibes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every day is a fucking challenge. Business is a sport. Mm. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Kind of. Yeah. Kind Every of. day is a war. I wake up every day and go to war with life. Yes. I'm my, I'm my only 
I don't even but I, I've lost so much goddamn money on Cody Garbrandt. Like, for well, whatever I, I, reason, you I don't like him. were talking to me before. I'm like, this. I do not like him, but I will always bet on Cody Garbrandt. And it always bones me. It always, I, I thought he's, he was so much bigger. And so he, and he dropped from 135 to 125. But yeah. he, obviously, he's fight night. He's way bigger. Gets his weight, gets the weight right back. And I thought, yeah, this is going to be a piece of cake for him. Like, he's going to just knock out a tiny guy. And, uh, I was wrong. He got he got caught himself. So, Love it. I don't know if he goes back to one thirty five and you just use him. Maybe him and O'Malley. It's, I wouldn't mind that. That's a big one last something for him. If he drops out of the rankings, you give him O'Malley as that like real stepping stone into the rankings, and then you re-sign O'Malley to a new contract, and you give him some of those ranked guys. I like that. Yeah, yeah Sugar Sean, by the way, opening the show. Um, he actually impressed me. He, he, I mean, I know Paeva is. He kind of rotates between 125, 135. But, I mean, he beat Kyler Phillips. Um, he's, he's not like a total tomato can. I actually bet on it. He's plus 230. I thought he was going to work O'Malley. And uh, O'Malley dropped him, what, in the first round? Yeah, we thought the O'Malley that showed up in these last two fights was going to show up again. It I looks will, like he's moved past that. What, first off, in that one fight, like, he was fighting a brick wall. A zombie? Yeah. 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 Like, what do Chris you want Matino. him to do? <laughs> You want, I, you want him to stay focused, though. I, like, I was distressed during that fight. <laughs> yes, he was landing. He was doing damage in that fight. Uh, but he, he lost focus a lot. He got frustrated that the guy he wouldn't go down. He broke both of his hands against that man's head. Yeah, if, how could you not lose focus? He just, it's like punching a bag for like 40 minutes. You get a drift. Where's your ground game? Where's your takedowns? Yeah. You pin him against the cage. Where's your Muay Thai? Where's he, your elbows? Where's your knees? You know, where's Charlie Olives had those? Charlie yeah. Olives displayed a great tie clinch, pulling Justin down into the uppercut, which I think really threw Dustin's game off. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the knees and the elbows from bottom allowed him to take. That said, Oliveira's taking a little too much damage in the first round of his fights. Like the Chandler fight, he almost loses, like, could have been a stoppage uh, at some point, but thankfully wasn't. Uh, Poirier, there were some some points in the first round where it was dangerously close to being over. What what? Yes, I think that's my biggest takeaway from that first round is Charles looked really good and was landing a lot more, was landing a lot cleaner, but it looked like anything that Dustin landed was came with three or four times the power. Oliveira looked like we said this on the the live watch. He was like time and a half speed. He looked much faster than Poirier, but Poirier, everything he landed just looked like it hurt way more. Yeah. So it was like that video game where Oliveira was the... just like scoring points and Poirier was. Mm. No, but he was still like landing good shots and it was like really crisp and clean and fast. But like, yeah, Poirier just looked like kind of like a bruiser. Yeah. Yeah, like Poirier's health meter like wasn't going down very much after each attack. And then he, Dustin would just come in with one hit and Charles would go, boo, like 20% would come down. <laughs> and then second round, he's just like, fuck this, we're getting to the ground. And then Oliveira just worked him from there. Just so many more ways to win. We got, we got to really put respect on his name right now. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Habib left? I, too I will early? still pick Gagey to beat him. <laughs> okay, so fight. if he if he runs through Gagey the same way he's ran through Ferguson, the same way he's ran through Chandler, the same way he's ran through DP, if he runs through Gagey like that and either knocks him out or puts him down in the first two rounds, do we question Khabib leaving early? Was because Charles was in that mix. Like no, he's not the same he, Charles. I don't think he, he was on the radar of Habib at the, that he point. Was, he, he wasn't, and I think he changed a few things. And but there's going to be plenty of people that are like, oh, man, Habib ducked Charlie Olives. And it's like, eh, I don't think he ever thought about that fight. Charlie fought Tony very quickly after Plus, people were talking about Tony versus Habib. We can put that argument to bed because Islam's going to fight 
uh, Oliveira at one point or another. And what if what if Oliveira beats Islam? Well, again, yeah, then I think you could maybe have that argument. But if Islam kind of makes quick work of Charlie, it's not really a question because Islam is essentially just eighty percent of Habib. But with better hands, they say. I don't think so. Um, that- I think we're disrespecting Habib's hands because he dropped Connor. He, he did. He dropped did. Uh, Justin. Yep. But to the, the quote unquote in, best strikers in 155. From what the people say in the gym is uh, Islam has, has the hands. I think Habib had the transitions a little bit more. He was a little bit better in the transitions. His, his game plan was a little bit better as far as the restricting the leg movement and like the really hard pressure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 155 is just, just super exciting what's going to happen with that over the next two, three years. Um, Jeff Neal getting a big win. Really, need, Neil, really needing that win after that gun charge. Close fight. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like, uh, you know, DUI and gun charge. What was it? Like two weeks before? It was like a week before. It was week like the week of. Yeah. I got yeah. no problem with my fighter getting those charges. He's a fighter. Yeah. yeah what do you? Of course he's going to get a DUI and a gun charge. In Texas, though. Yeah, I think he actually owned the gun, so it was. Right. They just had to double check it. Yeah. Anyway, none of that, like, none of that would, like, distress me at all. If I was like, oh, no, the fighter I root for got caught with a gun he didn't own. <laughs> yeah, he fights in the MMA. Of course he has a gun he doesn't own. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't any of them? That's how I feel about that. By the way, I want to go back to something really quick. Does this prove you can beat Amanda Nunes? Yes. I mean, I was waiting for Ross to come back on the show to discuss this, but it's just like, I mean... Now you're fully confident that you're yeah, taking down Amanda Nunes. Because it's not like Juliana Pena was like, you know, next up. She wasn't like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like she was like, everyone thought she was just going to get walked over. It was just like, oh, it's just yeah, I feel like, I feel, I feel like before that I would have been like, Ross, how do you feel about me versus Juliana Pena? Ross would have been like, yeah, I think you could take Juliana. <laughs> right. That's the kind of thing. Like, Pena's not defending that title. Again. Yeah. Like, hey, if they fight again, then Nunez, Nunez is going to washer i think does she uh, yeah 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 i think because she'll be more focused she'll be she'll actually have like kind of like a little bit more motivation to get back into the gym. Uh, she did not impress me at all during that fight when she got tested like we talked about it. that like she was just pushing on the face to get away she was walking because in the punches Giorgio, she has new perspective okay she's a mother mm-hmm. and as a father mm-hmm. yeah as a father you know having yeah. that child just means so much it changes more. your world it just opens your eyes makes you so, softer so many new things yeah Makes you more caring Ugh. for uh, like your fellow human being. You guys don't even know. It's just magical. I highly recommend having a child. Both of you, go do it. Now? Yeah. Well, we don't know if I don't already have a kid somewhere. That's true. Would you? Would be, knock I, on wood. I, and your kid like goes out of his way to not contact you? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, it's like a deadbeat child. Like he doesn't want to meet you. Especially during those, those rougher years of my life. <laughs> it's like, Dad's in Vegas blowing his 401k again. I'm just going to stay at the foster home. <laughs> it's probably a better option for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, in other news, <coughs> other sports news, Quinn Ewers transfers to Why Texas officially. Big news? All right, so BT Bates DM me this, and he, he, I'll, I'll give him credit for this, but yeah, like I agree. Very like Tate Martell vibes I'm already getting from fucking Quinn Ewers. Oh, huge Tate Martell vibes. This is not going to end well. Yeah. I, I think his ceiling right now is somewhere around Spencer Rattler. Maybe. <laughs> All this hype, and I've, I haven't seen a single thing. Like, obviously, There's we'll no- see what he does on the field, but like, yeah, I'll I'll wait and see on this. I yeah, like dude, it's it's the type of thing where like uh, you know you want 
college players to have more agency and more control over their careers or whatever. But it's still a huge fucking red flag when a guy is clearly a total mercenary. Yes and no. But, I mean, that's, that's college football now. That's, that's coaches. That's players. I don't know. I, it just feels like a fucking, like, I don't think Quinn Ewers is going to be good. He'll be fine. He'll put up some numbers in Maybe. some games. But, like, Texas, A, Texas is not well coached. So he's not getting any favors. I can't, from the, you know what's going to happen? I can't wait till Hudson Card starts next year and he transfers again. Who, yours? Yes. You, don't, you only get one free transfer, though, right? I think you get two. You get two? You get two transfer portal things. I don't know. Who did he decommit from before he went to Ohio State? Wait, what? You get Texas. two free transfers? So he decommitted now? from Texas, went to Ohio State, and now he's back with Texas. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was supposed to go to Tech, I think, Jesus. which would have ended super well, I'm sure. Great. <laughs> Yeah, so this guy's playing for, like, Oregon or Miami in two years. Tom, I've got Something a question, like guys. This. Is this building a generation of pussies? No, so the generation after us is all about, like, knowing your worth. and uh, yeah, No, but it's, it's like whenever, of, yeah, they, no, whenever it, you're not getting exactly what you want out of your college, you're like, I'm transferring. Whenever, right. like, it, but, that, but it puts the onus on you to know what's best for you as like a player when at that age, do you really right? like the, what I'm saying is the front is it's knowing your worth, but at the end of the day, you're just a selfish asshole. Right. 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 We, well, the problem is they're right that you should be cognizant of your worth. What they're wrong on is what they think they're worth. Everyone is a narcissist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what they're worth is nothing. Right. We're it's all like, worthless. <laughs> they don't understand that. You can go to any of these teams you want. And just because of that doesn't mean they're going to win a national title. So maybe you should shut your but like yeah. college football as a whole, we just we for whatever reason, maybe not me personally because I went to UCF and like I, I kind of have real ex- realistic expectations with what my program is going to be. But like if you go to a major P five school you go, that is like a quote unquote football power, mm-hmm. every year you expect ah we need to win a national championship and if that's not the case, our key, our coach needs to go. You know LSU, like Coach O just won a natty, he's right. gone a few Two years, years later, uh, and then uh, Chizik before that. How, do you, how, do, how yeah. do you do that with a coach that wins a national title? Does he not come to the board and say, like, hey, I've got a plan to rebuild for because a few more years? Like, we can't boosters. have these. It's, it, they have so much money invested. Boosters have so much money invested in these programs that it's like, if you don't win now, you're gone. And like, it's like you know money that they don't that even is? get back. It's, invest is not the way to put it. If they're just, like, buying self-esteem. That's all it is. <laughs> like, really? But, like, and all these schools, they just, they, they, they have no self-awareness. It's like, all right, Alabama is Alabama now because of Nick Saban. It's the greatest coach of all time. Is it like, just because of Saban, though? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you have, you have the hit, Alabama's history and you have the resources of Alabama. But, like, Alabama, before Saban, like, went into this dead period because, where they were Because they irrelevant. had, like, seven, because they had 70 recruits each year, right? They had a bunch of their scholarships cut because of the cheating scandal? Isn't there that was isn't a, that what Saban rebuilt after that? There was a scandal near the end, but they were bad before that. They're bad, like uh, two thousand. And by bad, like what are we talking? Like, like top we, ten? Like UCF no. beat them in two thousand or whatever. I would call it like they were floating between five and nine wins, which is bad for Alabama. Five and nine wins between five and nine wins. Oh, so they had some five win seasons. Yeah, they weren't good. Oh, that's bad. No. Yeah, they were. They were missing. Uh, they they were missing bowls. Every once oh, in a while, I didn't, like they, I didn't. I didn't realize they were that bad. Yeah, yeah, they were that bad. Yeah, they, weren't, tra- look, tra- they tra- weren't like Kansas or some shit. No, and traditionally before that, though, they were national titles. Yeah, they've been. Or... They've been. They were. They were a blue blood before Saban got there. Well, Bear, Saban, Bear, Bear Bryant. Yeah, Bear Bryant and yeah. shit. Like they were great, but they were. They were in kind of the period that Texas is in right now. But they. They 
had hit higher highs. Because what it seems like is like all these schools right now are just like, hey, I need to find the next Nick Saban. Yeah, they're like, all we're just, we're just, they're just running the lottery, pulling the wheel, the roulette wheel each time. It's like, did you do it this time? Nope. Get you out someone else in. Get you out someone else in. Like, Pretty much. But they, they don't understand that like, it's not just that. Yeah, it's fucking. It has to be that plus the perfect recruiting class. No, it's, the, the, it is that. Saban is one in, he, like, he is his own thing. He's yeah. his own entity. People need to understand there are no other Nick Sabans. Like, yeah. he is his own Chasing thing. that dragon will get you fucked. We'll get you Texas. Roy, Roy Williams had a Coach K, though. What? Roy Williams had a Coach K in basketball. You yeah, know, basketball, the bench is a little deeper. Are you saying Roy Williams is better than Coach K? I'm here for that argument. I'm here for He's, that argument. As, as, as a Tar Heel, I am. Yeah. yeah. Honorary Tar Heel. I yeah. may. He might be. Two, two schools? I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck you, Coach K. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, like there is no other Nick Saban and all these schools like Texas and LSU and uh, even like Miami and shit. They all fucking. Then do you poach someone from the pros? No. I mean, I maybe. Mean, yeah, then what, just give the, give the title to Alabama every year? Like, there's got to no, be no, a plan for something. Here's the thing. It's just college football, again, it's, it's having an identity crisis. It's being Nebraska football, not knowing what you are. It's, you, you had this, like, kind of, like, glorious past. You, you peaked in high school. And then thinking you're just that same person when you're, like, 45. It's just not the same. People, man. no one's accepting reality. Essentially, everyone just needs to batten down the hatches and wait for Nick Saban to die. Yeah. But that, that's pretty much it. It's the major theme of college football. It's so how, do you, how do you build the for the self awareness of what you uh, are? You don't fire your coach, coach every three fucking years. It's giving them a little bit more rope. How do you right. make sure you're the next program up when Alabama cycles out? It doesn't matter. It's everyone's going to think that the next program up as long as they had some sort of success in the past. So it's just kind of this revolving cycle of bullshit that you just kind of spew because you think you're better than you actually are. And you're just going to constantly be mediocre. Well, let's and talk- that's the story of Texas football. Yes. And Nebraska, who is probably not even mediocre at this point. Anymore. They're just bad. Yeah. Miami. Although best three and nine team in the country. It's, it's Miami too. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Is Saban winning with a system, or is he changing it up every year? Just Nick's, depending upon the pl- just depending Saban's upon the players. System is Nick Saban. He has changed. He has adapted with the times. So, if it, like the first half of Nick Saban's career, power running, the defense is still the same. Defense is still great. Yeah, but he, all his coordinators leave him, so it's not like there's a specific coordinator that just stays. With, he he just revolves. It's like you come, you come to me. I'll you, like some some other school is going to pay you because you just got fired. You'll be my offense coordinator or like my uh, like I don't know assistant. Of some sort, some type of uh, analytics guy. Dude, it's really interesting. He is kind of like, he kind of money balls it with coordinators now. He just buys the dip on yeah. all these people. Bill yeah. O'Brien, fucking Lane Kiffin. Guys that fell elsewhere come to Saban. He teaches them his ways. They leave. They go get other Yeah, but what is, what is he teaching them? If they're coming in and running like the new offense of the time, like, how what's, be, what's popular right now? He's a or, like, CEO. What's winning? It's how to run a program. Yeah, all together. Because like Nick Saban is one of the best recruiters because he just goes to like literally he goes on Zoom or he'll go face to face to a prospect and just be like, hey, here are the guys I have in the NFL. Here are the national championships I've won, like Heisman Trophy winners. He is his own brand at this point. At this point, the the machine's too big to stop. Yeah, like he doesn't need to do anything at this point. There's no one from the pros who can come down. It's not necessarily about having a coach from the pros versus a coach in college. Like it's just. 
Like it's not like every NFL coach is better than all well, the college. Well, right now, what Dan's talking about is that 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 that, ass- that quality assurance that you get with saying I've put thirty players in in right. the Hall of Fame, or I've it's put establishment. Yeah. It's like buying Apple stock, you know, exactly. It's not gonna, like, but you, but like you, you can bring like superstars from the pros down to outshine him in that aspect, or no. at least like match the shine. You would think no, so. because like uh, here's the thing, right? It's like. The problem with college basketball now is people are just hiring former like stars of the program, like Penny Hardway at Memphis, who is just a bad coach. Like he's going to get all the top recruits because he's Penny Hardway. Yeah, he's going to like the him, kids. but he's a terrible fucking coach. Well, no, 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 no. That's a program's fault for not surrounding him with the other coaching funds. No, 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 no. They have, they have, they have Larry fucking Brown at Memphis, who is one of the best basketball minds of all time, all time. and they still suck. Then something going on with distribution of, of responsibilities because Penny Hardaway can show you things that only Penny Hardaway can do. And if he can adapt some of those players to that secret sauce, that takes you from a good to a great. Not if you really. Sur- no, if you surround him with a good fundamentals and good coaching and good practice schedule around that, I think you can have success. But Which also, is also the recipe, I think, in football. The recipe for good coaching, too, is usually not a star player. Like Penny Hardaway, too good to be a good coach. Yeah, it's, it's always the, sh- the mediocre players who are good coaches. The... The superstar players and like the true greats have something about them, though. They have knowledge that other people don't have. Which they have... they're terrible at giving to other people because they just, they're yeah, just a... like, they don't understand it themselves. They're like, how can't you do this? I used to do this. Why can't, well, where right. is the, where's the it's, gap? But it's not always just the superstar athletic ability. It's sometimes like the wizards of the, of the sport find like the little niches, the little nuances. Like that's how the sport, that's sure, how the sports they're, evolve. They're ter- you know yeah, saying? but they're terrible at like, Conveying that to other people, they're, yeah. The, 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 a lot of times, I think they're really like autodidactic, and they don't understand how to like, yeah, tell them. It's people. happened in every sport. Wayne Gretzky, right, terrible. It, it takes about- someone breaking down their film and then applying that to like kids yeah, or applying that of, to someone yeah. else. And be like, oh, that's what they did. Yeah, because like Wayne Gretzky was a terrible hockey coach. Yeah, Michael Jordan currently a terrible, basically general manager. Right, but I'm sure Michael Jordan has made people better one on one. I'm sure he's taken. I don't really think. Good... I don't know about that. <laughs> like, really? Maybe. I mean, maybe not in like a like a from a team standpoint, but like on those All Star teams, on those Olympic teams. I'm sure he's been in like a, he was a leader of those teams, or not? You know, like a coach on the court, captain on the court, was running a lot of the practices. From what we hear, like everything kind of revolved around Jordan. No, no. no I think it was, it was Phil. Phil Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan just did his thing. That's way more of a Kobe thing. Kobe was more of probably more of a leader on the court than Jordan. A lot of people hated Kobe. Yeah, people fucking hated him. That played with Kobe. So, yeah, he wasn't really a leader. He was just a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Quinn Ewers, I think that's that's going to flame out so fucking hard at Texas. Could. It could. And we got bowl season, obviously. Go ahead and check out that uh, bowl preview. Yeah, part we did one the, we did with Ross. We did everything with the uh, New Year's Six Bowls and the playoff. Which we will do later. If yeah. Quinn Ewers is going to be so bad at Texas and it's so obvious, like, why isn't someone else? Because he's not obvious. The highest rated recruit since Trevor Lawrence or something yeah. like that. I mean, you t- obviously, you take a flyer on him. It just doesn't. I'm just not optimistic about... I am the, always pessimistic. Well, yeah, I know. Okay, here's something. Do you redshirt him? No. He already just kind of redshirted. He already he? did, yeah. yeah he, he already took a redshirt year? He, I mean, he can retroactively get a redshirt for this past year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and I doubt he'll... He won't... It doesn't even matter, though. I mean, Hayden, he won't Hooker, be, Hayden Hooker's coming back for like a sixth year for Tennessee next year. Right. And yeah. he actually would have been drafted, which is wild. So maybe he's just trying to... Yeah. Pump that stop. That and I mean, stock up with a uh, hypo. Quinn Ewers is uh, he's six three, one hundred ninety five. So he's he's like a draftable build already. Right. So mm-hmm. he's not use a red shirt or not. He's not going to be in college for four years. 
You know no. what I mean? Like he doesn't sound that big. Because you know those numbers are inflated. So he's really six one and a half one. Right, right, right. But he'll he'll I'd be say he's Dan size with a little bit taller. He'll be yeah, he'll be he'll be sexy enough to some NFL team that they'll take him in the first round. Yeah. I, I love that we're leading college football though with this, not the guy that just won the Heisman. Yeah, but there's nothing I guess we could mention it. Like it was expected Bryce Young. Yeah, won Bryce the Young won the Heisman. He finally someone stepped up and like deserved it. First Alabama quarterback to win the Heisman. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That says a lot about the program. Not Tua. Not Mac could have. Yeah, but he just ran into you know. He had another guy on his team. Mac Jones was deserving of the Heisman. He was a finalist. Was he was Bryce Young only the second Alabama finalist at quarterback ever? I don't know about that, but I know he's the first, first Alabama Heisman winner. Yeah. It is weird though, because we, we talked about Alabama's success even before Nick Saban, but uh the first, I believe, Alabama Heisman winner was Mark Ingram. Really? Yes. Interesting. I guess there were never a school where dudes were putting up like crazy numbers, even when they were great. Yeah. Uh, let me just double check to make sure. I, but from what I remember, when, he, when Mark Ingram won the Heisman, that was like a big deal. Because- yeah. But by the way, like, it is actually really fucking weird to me that um, people didn't. Let me look up this real quick. That people were like, there, there are people out there being like, I don't know, man. Bryce Young, not he's like not that good. Like, I guess no one. I guess he kind of backed into it because no one was really like putting up numbers this year. But he legitimately has like great numbers. Yeah, I don't know what the problem is. Like, forty three touchdown passes. That's fucking nuts. Forty three hundred yards. Uh, Torch the best defense. Yeah. Okay, and I know numbers are like a really good way to compare people between the seasons. Like that's kind of the metric that like stays. But also, like it does not take into account account the way the league was. Like it was just like kind of sh- like ridiculous this year. Yeah, it was yeah. all over the place. Like so, it's like okay, he didn't have great numbers. He's the one guy who like didn't like let the ship slip. And he yeah. also torched uh, before the game historically one of the best defenses in college Ever. football history. Ever. So that I mean, and he led that last drive against Auburn to win that game. Kind of pulled that out of the jaws of defeat. Yeah. So I think that single-handedly won him the Heisman before the Georgia game. He fucking deserves yeah. it. He did. And also, I, it was kind of like a down year. If there was ever a year a defender could have won the Heisman, probably could have been this year. Yeah, but if, you, if the best you're going to offer is Aiden Hutchinson, pass. Okay. <laughs> pass. He's rad and he's fun to watch, but he's like, I don't know. He's not Indomitian Sioux. Or something, you know what I mean? He's not the type of dude who just like changes the game in a way where you can see everything revolving around him. Mm-hmm. He just comes off the edge and gets his, gets numbers. And then we got two big names that entered the transfer portal last few days. Who got Keaton Slovis at USC? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So he's he could go anywhere. And then you have Bo Nix from Auburn. He's going uh, to UCF. Might be might be making his way to Orlando. Oh shit! Playing in the Big Twelve. Well, not this year. Do you want him? Would you take Bo Nix? I'll take Bo Nix, yeah. You don't want your freshman guy to get more? I don't really like Mikey Keene, no. No? Too much, too many like TikTok vibes from uh, Mikey Keene. Yeah. That's not, not good. Of, no. Can you look past that? I can't. Okay. He's like an e-boy. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Are we going to start, start? I mean, is that going to be more popular as this goes on? Dude, this is how I know I'm getting old. It's just like every, every like, college kid that is on my, my squad now, I'm just like, eh. Man, that's that's really what we're going with now, huh? Right. Okay. I feel that watching Don't Connor Bazelak a lot. I'm just like, yeah, him, him, huh? This Any, guy. Anything for the internet clout? 
it's not good. You know, he's from Arizona. He's got that like uh, e boy haircut. Like the what the is bangs. an e-boy haircut? It's it's like where it's it just kind of comes down and swoops out or swoops in the front. Swoops in the front with like curly fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. You know, it has a dangly ear and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. good. That's not good. It's, not it's, ideal. It's you look at yourself in the mirror far too much to be a male. Ugh, yeah. Okay. And that's our generation coming up that speak, we're gonna have to deal with. Speaking of clout on the internet, Ivan Huerta says uh, Conor McGregor said he wants to fight Oliveira. Just to pivot back real quick, Conor McGregor will say anything on a headline to fight anybody just to keep his name running around Twitter because that's the Conor McGregor machine. Uh, get used to it. It's BS. Yeah, speaking he of internet clout. He will probably fight Dustin again? I don't know. No, he fights, he fights uh, Nate. And that's Nate's last fight on his contract. And then, or, or Dustin because Dustin just wants to get paid again. <laughs> I think Dustin goes up to 170. To fight Colby? Uh, I think he might fight there for a little bit. Uh, I think Colby works him. I don't think he wants any smoke with Colby. Colby's a bad man. Colby's just bigger and also just better on the ground. And I think he would just kind of like ride him out for four or five rounds. Probably. Yep. Better wrestler. Yep. But back to football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, let's get into some ads. First up, we got Ghostbed. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, you guys listen to this show a lot. If you don't, I'll tell you about it real quick. What Ghostbed is. They're the best beds in the world. They're the best beds you will get anywhere. Uh, and you buy them at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Don't go to some stupid, like, you know, strip mall or whatever and get some sketchy mattress there. It's from some weird guy who probably sleeps at the store. Just don't do that. The mattresses aren't as good. And like I said, it's all weird and dumb. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Their bed, their uh, mattresses are awesome. Their bedding's awesome. We can't recommend this company enough. They've been advertising with us for like five years. Uh, most of the people here own a ghost bed. Pretty much everyone here owns some ghost bed product. Uh, again, like we use it all the time. We love it. It's a ghost bed in the studio. In fact, uh, right now, ghost bed is running two deals. Both of them are really good. Uh, both of them have huge discounts. I'm going to tell you about them in the order of, uh, order of the discount. Uh, first up is their bundle deal. You get 40% off of everything in your cart when you start out with one of their four mattresses and an adjustable base. And then you build on from there. More mattresses, sheets, pillows, whatever. Anything you buy, as long as you do the bundle, uh, you get 40% off your entire order. However, maybe you need to shop a little more a la carte. Maybe you don't need that specific combination of things. That's fine, too. You can get 30% off your entire order by going to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and using the promo code drinking bros so that's anything whether you're getting like two or three mattresses like a huge order uh, or just one pillow whatever you buy 30 percent off with the code drinking bros uh these mattresses are made in america um with a 20-year warranty you could try it 101 nights for free and if you don't like it you can send it back uh and then also you can finance the mattresses it's like 35 dollars a month zero down zero percent financing uh just great stuff all around I, I, again ghostbed is the best place to buy a mattress don't do it anywhere else, and now you get a huge discount on it, too. Cannot recommend doing this enough. Uh, next up, we've got Mint Mobile. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy a three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, uh, only Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans that start at just $15 a month. Uh, I've been using Mint Mobile for a long time uh, before this holiday deal, and I have to say it's the perfect time to switch. Everyone likes to get, like, 
like really like phones and, and crap. That is like the best present that people get, I feel like, at this point, than like a laptop or something. Uh, everybody likes to get a new phone and a new phone plan for Christmas. Uh, I like, I think my old phone bill with Verizon, like with my fam- me and my wife or whatever, is like $300 a month or something crazy like that. Just some, something obscene. I, I, like, this is just, you save a hilarious amount of money. Uh, switching to Mint Mobile, I definitely recommend doing it. And then you can use that money on other stuff like your family or alcohol. I, I, I recommend either of those things. Maybe the latter more than the former, but whatever. Mint Mobile's best offer of the year is here. This is what it is for a limited time. By any three-month plan, again, by any three-month plan, you get three months free. Go online uh, and eliminate the traditional costs of retail. Uh, Mint Mobile passes along those savings that they have by not you know, buying stores and all that crap. Uh, they pass it on to you by just being online only. All plans come with unlimited talk uh, and text and high-speed data, and it's delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. With Mint Mobile, choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for data that you never use. Uh, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Just switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service uh, starting at just $15 a month. And for a limited time, again, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three months free by going to Mint Mobile dot com slash drinking bros uh that's mintmobile.com slash drinking bros mintmobile.com slash drinking bros cut your wireless bill down to like 15 dollars a month at mintmobile.com slash drinking bros Next up, we've got my bookie. We're talking sports. This is the place where we do our sports betting. Why take a chance investing in stocks when you can double your money instantly with my bookie? You can't predict when a hunch will pay off, but use our promo code Drinking Bros at my bookie, and I guarantee you'll double your first deposit all the way up to one thousand dollars. I guarantee that because that's literally the the promotion. That's why that, that'll happen. I, I can easily guarantee it because that's what the code does. Uh, the best part is MyBookie accepts everything from credit cards to well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. So you can bet and withdraw with crypto if you want to. Uh, don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using the promo code DRINKINBROS. Head to MyBookie.com today to start betting and use the promo code DRINKINBROS to, to double whatever money you deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. And remember, it's bowl season. We, we did a bowl preview show. And uh, my recommendation is to just do a crazy, uh, you know, just put like 20 bucks in or something like that and just do a crazy like 10 team uh, parlay. That would be my recommendation. So again, mybookie.com. Use the promo code drinking bros. Uh, college football. I think we kind of covered everything there. NFL. Navy with the upset. Oh, Navy with the upset. That's right. And the under hit. Under hit. Under hit. That was the only bet I won this weekend. Barely. Yeah. Yeah, I lost a lot of money in the UFC. Yeah, I didn't, didn't do great either. Uh, <laughs> not a great weekend. Don't have to pay, thankfully, but not a great weekend. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, NFL. Dude, the Chiefs are back. They rolled the Raiders. Chiefs Let's, are fucking bad. I was super confused on how the Chiefs were so bad at the beginning of the season. They fucking, because... I just did not get because it. Because they're so good, they don't care. And they finally got punched in the mouth. I mean, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say the Chiefs, like fucking jacked their way off in, into the Super Bowl last year. Like, they were sleepwalking with their dicks in their hand, just, like, shrugging the whole way. She had so much talent that it's like, someone will score, someone yeah. will get big play here, someone yep. will come up with some, ter- like, interception yep. or big sack, yeah. They finally got punched in the mouth at the start of this year, finally got a fucking wake-up call. I guess the Super Bowl wasn't enough, because even with the Super Bowl, they could be like, well, we were missing half our offensive line, which is fair, uh, but now... They, they've got a wake-up call, and now they're, they're fucking terrified. So they're kind of acting like champions, finally. 
Yes, they finally woke <laughs> the fuck up. And also, I don't even think Mahomes is like, you know, Mahomes can still get better. Like he's kind of still, he's gonna need to get better. Yeah, because uh, the Bucks also look fucking crazy. Talk about that. Well, they almost blew that game to the Bills. They is that, did. Is, is that how you? Is that your headline? Is they almost blew that game to the Bills? Well, they were up what? And they were rescued by uh, former UCF great uh, Perriman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tom Brady walk off. Touchdown for the win in overtime, his 700th career touchdown. Fucking bananas. Is that just the gunslinger who won't die? He's like, just needs someone to walk out there and shoot him and like everyone. This is the closest I've watched a Tom Brady game since last year's NFC Championship. I can't count the Super Bowl because I was really drunk. Um, And like, dude, I've never seen that much precision with a quarterback. It's fucking crazy. Like, this, this dude is like an artist he's a machine like it's the timing everything it's it's just fucking crazy he needs it's just everything's moving around him yeah you know he, it's he, just like he's there like waiting for it ready and it's just like are you guys gonna make the play yeah. for me so i can put this guy's ball. gonna play for like another four years he's gonna win the mvp this year it's it's it does not make sense he has literally passed michael jordan as the best athlete in american history like what's he what's he drinking? Like, do we all just get on the avocado smoothie? Like, yeah, is, fucking, that, is that no tomatoes? Yeah, you got to go with that anti inflammation diet. Stretch all always stretching. He's all about yeah. He's all about just the core workout. He sucks the youth out of his children's mouths because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he open mouth kisses them, right? Yeah, his, I mean his kids are basically like soul soul banks. He's got soul boys. Like he he sucks a little soul out of them. But like you can't even really make fun of him because he's kind of he's got self awareness and he makes fun of himself all the time. Yeah. Man, there's there's really no does 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 Brady have a small hog? Is that is that his? One I doubt deficiency? it. I doubt it. But he needs something, right? Like he has to have some. Imperfection. Something's got to be wrong with him. Maybe I don't know. Like he can't turn left. I mean, he is a Hertz spokesman now, so maybe he'll murder his wife one day. He's like a UPS truck. <laughs> what? Yes, he can't turn left. Oh, maybe, dude. I don't. I actually, when they, when I was told that UPS trucks, their routes are built to only turn, make right hand turns. Interesting. I didn't think it was for efficiency. I thought like literally the truck would flip over if it made a left hand turn. Oh, like the weight distribution. Yeah. You couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do it. You never yeah. know, man. Those are some boxy trucks. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Ben Stiller. If he turns left, he just falls over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what. Like just watching Tom Brady yesterday, I was just like. Good, good God. Like, I don't understand how you can be this precise. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make fucking sense. Is, is, okay, is this the key to quarterbacks going back to throwing mechanics, to going back to, like, footwork, to being in the position to make the plays versus just being these, like, super athletes? Yeah, 100%. I actually don't think I – think I think his arm is probably, like, the least part of it. It's all his footwork and – and just like understanding where everyone's going to be on the field, exactly like how the, getting his angles, how the pocket collapse, yeah, like where to go. Like yeah. he he's not mobile, but he's mobile in the pocket. Like he knows where to go. Right. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like uh, uh, at the end of uh, Loki or whatever when that dude kept moving when they were trying to stab him because he just know he knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like he he already saw everything. He wasn't fast. He just knew when something was going to happen. So he appeared. Fast. Like, that's it. Tom Brady knows when someone's coming, so he appears mobile. And he, I think that's going to be kind of rare moving forward. It's going to be a lot of guys just kind of relying on their athletes. Oh, it's going to be like, it's going to be Lamar Jackson's and Kyler Murray's. Yeah. It's, no, it's, but you need that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if there's anything out there, these like young quarterbacks or someone need to see, like, that's the way forward for longevity. 
Yeah, yeah but that's just not going to happen. That the game's evolving, and and it's also not how you can not get hit. Like this is this is this is the key to greatness, and they're all like wanting to ignore it. Yeah, and it bothers me, and it makes it easy. But at this point, Tom Brady's also like. You you can't you like just can't expect that level of work ethic. You from put a the normal time. You put being. you put you have to. He's a fucking psycho. The hundred thousand throws each time, each position. Right, right, right. I get it. Mm, I don't. I don't buy the ten thousand hour bullshit. You can be really bad at something for ten thousand hours. Well, that's why practice makes permanent, not perfect. Right. Practice it badly, you'll permanently be bad. And at you're it. just shitty. Yeah. yeah, but he's also, again, like, he's a psycho. Like, you're not going to get, like, Quinn Ewers to do this shit. You know what I mean? Like, even Trevor Lawrence is not going to fucking oh. do that. Trevor Lawrence might not be in the league. No, he's going to die, yeah. <laughs> Certainly Baker Mayfield's not oh, going to. Oh, that's something we need to talk about. What? Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about Urban. Holy shit. I love that he gave, essentially, the inverse of the Mike Gundy, I'm a man speech. He gave the speech where he said, I'm not a loser, you're a loser. To yeah. all of his assistants. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know who the snake is, but I'm going to find out and you're getting fired. It'd be like me yelling at my wife and child that they're holding me back. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> Maybe they are. I, I, I mean, I this mean, is I'm so a- bad that I might actually like Urban now. Like I, I was out on Urban until he did this. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> not as like a, you know, a normal, you know, well thought out human, but like as a character. Urban just putting the blame, shifting the blame everywhere Anywhere else. Yeah. Anywhere else. It's fantastic. Man, like, one of his coaches, when he asked him to explain the resume, should have faked a heart attack. And then him having that handshake with uh, Rabel, where he just looks dead-eyed, soulless, yeah. and just very limp, fucking dead fish handshake to Rabel. Wow. After a 20-0 loss. <laughs> I, what did he expect? Going to the fucking Jags. Like, you, he's been playing on easy mode for 15 years. What did the Jags expect? Uh, yeah, I don't know what they expected either. Like, at this point... How is Urban still the coach? Uh, dude, I, I don't know. Because Urban Meyer hasn't been, like, any sort of, like, visionary coach for 10 years. Since maybe Florida. 15, 10, mm-hmm. 15 years. Because everything he did at Ohio State, again, he was a great CEO at Ohio State, right? Mm -hmm. But that was Brian Day, Tom Herman, and the fact that they brought in every fucking blue chip in the country. Also, you just can't talk to professional athletes who get paid to play a game the way Urban talks to, like, his guys. Right. They're not scared of you the way the kids are. Yeah. They're grown men. Yeah. They'll just beat you up. It'd be funny if someone beat the shit out of Urban. If there was ever a coach to get his ass beat by a player, I think it's Urban. It might be. That sounds like a scene from any given Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Was I mean, there a fight? No, the, the, the two players fought in any given yeah, Sunday. Two, yeah, two players. And then one of no, them, one, no one fought Pacino. They chainsawed the car in half or whatever. That's rad. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, dude. Urban, man, what a fucking year. His life is just like... Collapsing. Yeah, pretty much. What's should have stayed at Fox. He should have. People liked him. You can always go back. Can you? Now, yeah, but it's, now yeah. no one likes you. Now, yeah, now everyone's like, gone. dude, here's a piece of Do they shit. not? Or do all the young Barstool bros think he's the man for grabbing young booty? Well, yeah, everybody thinks he's the man for that, but he's also terrible. And yeah, a psycho. He, he's not a good coach. This is what happens when... He, Blaming uh, other people <laughs> for your problems and grabbing young booty sounds like it fits in very well with millennials. Like, never... Yeah, never accept responsibility. Yeah. Um, always deflect... 
It's never your fault. If anything, Urban's a victim. He is a tr- he's a true greatness surrounded by incompetence. I agree. I think Urban Meyer is a victim. Yeah. They, set, they set him up to fail. A victim of his previous success. Yeah. And that's really the story of college football. He's a victim of his own greatness. <laughs> and it's sad. And I feel bad for him. And I, I, I also want to hold the rest of the Jags staff accountable. <laughs> Did you see uh, he unleashed his sleeper cell, Zach Smith, yesterday on Twitter? What? Zach what Smith happened? was just going off on Twitter on people. Defending Urban? I think, yeah. Urban didn't even like him. <laughs> no. Urban was like, I had to hire him because he's like my mentor's grandson. I also don't even think Zach, Zach Smith might not be a real person. At this point. Again, it might just be an urban bot. I, well, you know, everyone becomes their bit. He has turned into the meme that he is. Yeah, that's true. Live long enough to see yourself become the bit. Yeah, literally. God. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much where things are going. Uh, Nicholas, do we have a hockey minute? I mean, nothing really big going on in the let NHL the, right the now. On seven. Seven. Come on, camera oh seven. Show that, that sweater off. Uh, not too much going on in the NHL right now. It's still the first half of the season. Teams are just, I mean. Flyers suck. Well, yeah. I mean, right now the divisions are, the points-wise, like, they're pretty strong. Uh, the wild card is open to a lot of teams, but it's not even halfway through the season yet. So nothing too big, too crazy. No trades, no nothing. I mean, Rangers playing really well. Uh, Dallas just coming off of a horrible road trip, but doing really well the beginning half of it. Uh, I mean, my team, the Sharks, they're uh, trying to figure out their identity this year still, so not a whole lot going on in the NHL right now. Let's go Blues. That's all I know. Let's go Blues. That's all I give a shit about. Big news in uh, the other football. Uh, quickly, for any of you who care, the Champions League, which is where all the teams from all the different countries play each other. There's nothing more confusing than fucking soccer. Yeah, well, you know, this is where the teams you might know play each other. So Real Madrid is playing PSG in the round of 16, which is crazy because these are the two richest super clubs in the world, and it's pretty early for them to play each Didn't other. did Barcelona just get knocked off? They did because they are in debt up to their eyeballs. That's it. If you want to see a super great club just fall into mediocrity and, like, burn the way Barcelona has, and as a Chelsea fan, it has been amazing to watch this it's happen. It's pretty on brand for Spain, no? Yeah, that's yeah, real. Uh, Catalonia being specifically. a debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Catalonians, they free yet? Yeah, Messi had to leave because of his he, tax obligations. Yeah. Do you guys want to go be guerrilla fighters for the Catalonians? Sure. Uh, I mean, how many soccer players are currently, like, they have, like, some type of tax fraud allegations going against for them? Like, like, for the amount of money that could, like, run a country. Mm-hmm. It's, like, tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars in tax fraud. And it's just, like... Oh, maybe this is why these countries are like bankrupting the euro. It's because none of the soccer players will pay taxes. <laughs> none of them are paying their fucking. T- I just got to be confusing as fuck, though. You're paying taxes in like six different countries. It's the same with uh, every, you're a pro athlete in the U.S. You got to pay taxes for every state you plan. I know it's such that bullshit. Seems, uh, you you can't do that on your own. You're not doing that in turbo Absolutely. tax. Absolutely, yeah. Fuck no. no, you're not. You're like, uh, what's the deduction? Uh, I bought some weights or so. Like, yeah, fuck. You got to. And then I assume, however shifty. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, shifty, like, celebrity accountants in the United States. It's got to it's be even worse in Europe. And it's also funny to see everyone, because you can only max out your 401k uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. No matter how much money you make. So, like, pro athletes, like, they hit their 401k with, like, one paycheck. 
<laughs> okay. Yep, that's that's locked out. And a lot of these guys come from countries that like might not even have taxes. Yeah. Well, look, dude, if I'm a European soccer player, if I'm if I'm playing soccer in Europe, I don't know how the taxes work there. All I know is I'm trying to do as much of it as I can in Switzerland. Just like put it where you put the Nazi money. Right. Right. Like that's what I want. Just the dirt, put the dirtiest bank in Switzerland. That's where I'm taking my money for no one to touch ever. Like put it next to Hitler's gold. And it's insane. Like I'll talk about some of these numbers. So uh, Mino Ariola, who is the biggest soccer agent in the world, who manages some of the best players, is managing this guy named Erlen Holland, who's a 19-year-old who's playing for uh, Borussia Dortmund right now, who is a tank of a human. He's like 6'4", 190 pounds as a striker, just bowling in goals. Uh, he's currently making 400,000 pounds a week, looking to make somewhere in the area of six to 800,000 a week. His transfer fee will probably be in the 120 to 150 million range. And then there will also be like 20% add-ons for Mina Raiola and all the other stuff that goes through there. So we're looking at like billion-dollar deals almost. Right. And that's before you get to like endorsements and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, oh, like, no like wonder. 20 different countries. Like what happens when you're like, uh, this isn't soccer, but like Roger Federer, for mm-hmm. example, he used to be Nike. And then he switched to Uniqlo, which is fucking Japanese. So, like, he gets, like, a fucking, I think he got, like, a $500 million. Something crazy deal from Uniqlo. So, you paying that in Japan? Are you paying that in Switzerland? Like, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. It's a good nightmare. It's a nightmare I want to have. But, right, like, right. It's God a nightmare I want, damn. too. Also, the conversion rates when that hits the bank account. Because yeah. it's direct deposit. You know, what do you, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Would, did you, like, I'd be pissed if I was paying, like, Japanese taxes. I'd be like, pay for your own shit. I'm not... I'm making this money over here. Pay for your own high-speed trains. Yeah. Um, your bullet trains aren't my problem, Japan. I just watched like, like a three-hour YouTube doc on like all the high-speed Chinese rails that go to cities that aren't built yet. Oh, yeah. That just ghost cities <laughs> yeah. in yeah, just, all the China tra- all the trains that, that they're going nowhere. to move people into. It's like empty like ant farms, essentially. Yeah. God, it's such a creepy country. It's just to keep their GDP super high. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, let's just spend and spend. They and just spend. build whole, and they do it in like a week. Yeah. They're just like <laughs> it really is like ants. It's just like you see like a time lapse of it, and it's like, yeah. like, literally, and then it's empty. No so one this lives. Is why I'm, I'm sure soccer players will eventually, like in the next few years, be paid in crypto so they can hide it all. Why not? That yeah. makes sense because like some of the soccer players used to do it. They're huge philanthropists. Like Didier Drogba built like so many hospitals in Africa, and I was like, oh, it's probably how we got around his taxes. To be honest, yeah, it's a write off, right? Right. But can you write off taxes from another country if you build? I don't know. Like, Dude, yeah, I don't fucking. That sounds well like in Africa. You, you put all of your money into that company, which is like housed out of there. Yeah, and you probably launder a lot of it. You gotta, yeah, it. gotta have a shell company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that's how it's happening. Really, yeah. you need you need yourself a Bill and Melinda Gates fund <laughs> or Clinton Foundation. What exactly? A, yeah, whatever. Oh, whoa, whoa! Don't don't be putting that name out there. I'm not trying to get killed. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny if they were so petty that they murdered us. Oh, we're like not a, even like the biggest a passing comment. We don't even t- yeah, we don't even talk the most shit on the Clinton series. Not even close. <laughs> we're like bottom three. We have to be proud about that. What that we don't talk? No, no. That, like if the Clintons like took their time to take us out. Maybe oh, yeah. they're more offended by how little effort we put into the joke. Yeah, they're just like, come on, like try harder, yeah. be better. Yeah, and you're dead. Did they? Did they kill Phil Hartman? He was the first Clinton impersonator on Saturday Night Live. He did the he did the famous sketch where he's like. Eating chicken nuggets and shit at Probably McDonald's. Probably put fentanyl in those chicken nuggets. Yeah. Uh, well, no, his wife shot him mm. while he was asleep. Yeah. But they gave, maybe they gave Probably her. Probably put fentanyl in that bullet. Well, she was high on cocaine at the time, so maybe. 
that's where the fentanyl yeah. came in. And then she killed herself. Well, as Charlie Murphy once said, cocaine's a hell of a drug. It is. He did say that, though. Who said that? Rick James. Oh, that's right. Charlie Murphy sketch, though. Yeah, it was. Damn. But yeah, so the Clintons killed Phil Hartman, probably. I think we all agree on that now. Um, they Dar- also gave Magic Johnson AIDS, right? Yeah, and they, got, they didn't kill Daryl Hammond, the other Clinton impersonator, but they did get him addicted to crack. Nice. Did you know that, that Daryl Hammond like, smoked crack for a while, I think? I heard crack was really good. And like, if it didn't come with the stigma that it is now, like, what if it, like, you just thought of it as kind of like smoking tobacco? Eli uh, described crack... Saturday night as uh, just a super hot woman on your dick for about five minutes, and then she just vanishes. Okay. Huh. I mean, I guess I could think. Yeah, he did say that, yeah. Okay. He's done some crack. Yeah. 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 Cool. He's done a, uh, pretty much every drug, I think. Well, that's fun. Where do you even get <laughs> Where do you even get that? You make crack. Yeah, you make it yourself. You buy the Coke. You and buy then... the Coke, the baking soda. Yeah. Man, whoever thought that up was uh, a genius, I guess. Well, the U.S. government, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CIA. <laughs> yeah. The CIA thought up crack. I forgot about that. <laughs> I love in the last five minutes we've hit like 17 conspiracies. Oh, we just demonetized this video. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oopsie. <sighs> anyway, we got more crack to talk about, right? Yeah. Crack talk. Crack talk? Crack talk. That'll well, be our next show. I would love to have a show that just goes down and uh, step-by-step like talks about the the... Clinton Foundation or the Belinda Gates Fund. It's like, how do you start a fund like this? Yeah, right. Like, how do you start? A- <laughs> Greg Lamontagne saying Fifth Street downtown Austin is where you buy the crack. Um, is that true? Oh, wait, is, what's, that, what's that club where we used to buy drugs in the alley? Did you ever come with us for that? Uh, Kingdom. <laughs> Kingdom. Yeah, the Kingdom Alley. <laughs> Kingdom was a good club. That's 4th Street, isn't it? Yeah, that's 4th Street. And 4th Street, that's also where like, gay bars are. Uh, it's a little down the street from yeah. the, yeah, from the gay bars, but yeah. Fifth Street, there's really nothing on Fifth Street. No, Fifth Street's pretty barren. Fifth Street's cool towards Mopac, where you have, like, uh, Mean Eye yeah. Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right next to Mopac, yeah. I do like it down there. Um, well, in the crazy sports news, to wrap it up, since we don't have much time left, we get to talk about my favorite thing, which is grappling. Cut his mic. But it is tag team grappling. Yes, oh, this God. is real. Everything we thought of as six and eight year old kids that you wanted to do, well, now there are crazy enough people with money from the internet and random sponsors that can do this. You and I were not similar six year olds, clearly. If you, did, if you and three of your friends did not have tag team wrestling matches against each other in oh. the living room on the cushions, dude, in the backyard. Yeah, on a mattress. On you your, your parents' uh, outdoor furniture. Yeah. You laid that down, the pads. Mm-hmm. And then you just build your own little rink. Suplex each other. I don't know how I'm not paralyzed at this point. I mean, a lot of children did get paralyzed. I've dropped my, like, I was dropped on my head and my neck um, at least a half dozen times. Yeah. From power bombs, like failed power bombs. Doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Spine busters, German suplexes. All the kinds. So that's now legal. And it's in an MMA cage and there's a little rope. So, like, the one man has to hold on to the rope while the other guys are fighting in the middle and they Let's come back the and flag. they touch you. Basically. Yeah. Um, but if you get him over towards your guy, you can stay on top of him, tag your other guy in. He jumps while you both are on top, and you have three seconds to let go. So you just take turns, like, jumping on when each other. do we get to the tables, ladders, and chairs? I th- we're very close. Yeah, just do, like, professional wrestling, but real. We're so close to that. Yeah. It is real. I mean, really real. What do you mean, really real? It is real. Just scripted. <sighs> yeah, that makes it not real. 
Yeah. It doesn't not make it. No, I want. You're re- still getting hurt. It makes it you're not, not a competition. Hurt you're not getting hurt enough. It's not a competition. It's it's a performative act. Yeah. You see those punches? Those aren't re- those aren't good punches. They're not great punches. No. Yeah. You need real shit. Yeah. But I mean, you're still going through tables, and you're still getting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The tables breaking. There's probably they probably saw it a little bit though. But yeah, they're special. They're specialty tables. Yeah. Come on. They're still chairs. Yeah. I think they're part. They're, they ECW. Pull- uh, I mean. Mick Foley's still getting spine busted on the thumbtacks. Those are real thumbtacks. Yeah, that's true. Triller's, Mick Foley's a real one. Yeah. Triller's doing this combat fight. Submission Underground's doing tag team. The Russians are doing five on five and ten on ten. Like I'm, it's 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 the golden age of the internet and watching people do crazy shit. And I'm just so here for it. I'm okay with that. Uh, can add some fluorescent light tubes that you can hit each other with. Yeah, that's a good one. Did you ever do that in high school? No. Okay. I didn't. Just so, so now we're talking sort of like a American, not American Ninja Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. What was the one where you're standing on the the pad, the pads and you have like the 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 stick with the pads on and you hit each other off the off the beam? Well, American Ninja American Warrior. Gladiator. American not. Gladiator. Yes. So we like it's kind of like American Gladiator mixed with MMA in a way. I like that. Man, I would have loved to be on American Gladiator. Like you like throw someone like off one rink into another rink and then you know, slide down and fight down there. And yeah, then you're maybe, getting maybe, tossed five seconds in, Rob. I just looked fun. I wanted the one where you shoot the tennis ball gun. It's like a potato cannon. Oh, that was good. And you had like move up, but you couldn't get hit. Yeah. And you're like diving and that rolling. I'd rather be on Guts. Guts? Yeah. I'd no, American Gladiator was like you the show. You piece of the Kraken? The, what was it? Wait, what was the mountain called? Wasn't the Kraken? No. I'm wrong. It was some f- crag. Ast- oh, Agro Crag. Uh, yeah, that's the it. Agro Crag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so fucking, that show was so dumb. I watched it all the time, but it was so fucking. What dumb. was the other one? Uh, Hidden Temple. That was very similar. Legend, I like Legend, Legend of the Hidden Temple. No one ever. I never saw anybody win that. They would always get caught. I always get slammed. That one was hard, for sure. The I remake would, of that was uh, the floor is lava that they did on Netflix. Yeah. MXC is the best. MXC, you're uh, younger than us. Most that, extreme elimination challenge. That's just <laughs> bought like footage that they would dub over. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 just Asian stuff. They, they, yeah, that is just like let's turn on Spike TV and laugh at Asians. Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's, much the entire premise of that show. There used to be one where they'd have to like fit through like a, like a human puzzle piece as the wall would come towards them. Yeah, there's just all kinds of weird stuff like that. That wasn't, that wasn't Japanese that long game ago. shows. That was like are dope. Splash Out or whatever. Yeah, that they was, do. That was another one. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, was it like John Cena the host or something? By the way, are there was one where you would like shake hands and it's how long you could keep shaking hands with someone? It was Bonsai. That was the name of that show. Someone looked that up real quick. I think it was Bonsai. And it was just like really weird challenges. One was oh. Shaking Hands Man. Yeah, that's the show I saw a clip of where the, where the porn star, uh, straight porn star, got, got blown by a gay porn star. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. And yeah. it's like he was like, I am in total control of my orgasms. I, I will not orgasm if I do not want to. And the gay porn star was like, yeah, I'm going to get you. And they put like a curtain so you couldn't see it happening. Did but he get you him? could like see the guys. Yeah, he got him. Oh, he got him. Oh. You could tell it was so funny, too, because at the end, the guy was like, like, he was so cocky. He was like, it's fine. It's fine. And then he was like, oh, no. <laughs> he got me. Just the face, seeing the money go away. Yeah. Oh. He's like, no, God. Oh, Holy man, shit. Now, now I'm looking this up. I wonder how long. Yeah. Mr. Shaking Hands, man. Uh, controversy in August 2001, two years before Fox aired its first episode of Bonsai. Clips aired on Channel 4. Oh. But yeah, that was a good. That I love. love oh me no, some. it's just anti-Asian stuff. I thought they were going to talk about no. the the sexual acts. Speaking of game shows, real quick before we get off air, I just want to say, 
I don't know what kind of financial trouble Helen Mirren is in, but it would be more dignified for her to start a GoFundMe than host a Harry Potter quiz show. It, like, breaks my heart to see that woman hosting. A sh- I'm not familiar with her work. Helen Mirren? Yeah. You, you'd know her if you saw her. Okay. Oscar winner, like, the hottest old lady of all time. Oscar winner? Yeah. And she's doing a Harry Potter game show? Yes. It's fucking troubling. Like, I, I feel bad for her. I want to, I wanna like... How often do you get oh, the questions right? How was that show? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut in. I'm, I haven't I watched it because it looks awful. It, it's, so all, each, There's, like, adults, grown-ass adults. It's, like, adults and kids paired together, right? Yeah. And they're in a house, which is, like, kind of which house they get to choose. Slytherin, uh, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff. And then that, they compete with the trivia against each other, right? And yeah. I think the parents are, like, really too far into it. And the kids are like, Mom, why do you make me do this? I don't like I can't even read. And she's like, shut up. I love Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, Imperial Girl's saying uh, she's making a ton of money from it. I'm sure she is. And she I was just, in Harry Potter. She was not. Helen Mirren was not in Harry Potter, actually. She's like the only British actor or actress in the fucking world that wasn't in it. Uh, which makes it even weirder that she's hosting. It's not about the money, Imperial Girl. It's about her dignity. I, I just, God, hosting again. Like, it's like Ross says all the time. There's no acting jobs anymore. Also, so Orlando have- is just home of just grown adults that fetishize and are obsessed with childlike things it's harry potter up, disney. disney my wife loves what what, cha- what channel is this on tbs it's yep. it's just it's just depressing all the way down how did tbs get that i don't fucking know it's man. just like white people nova like uh, oxycontin in tv form it's just like it's on when you're at a house that you where you're visiting your yeah. relatives and you like just don't know what to do so something's on tv dude it's just just watching the like the 50 year olds on there like they're like hufflepuff Hufflepuff like well shit dude maybe let's not shit on white people's culture okay yeah i like harry potter not that much i do like it I enjoy but it. not to dress up and compete against other it's people. Fucking, yeah, man. Like, I mean, how many emails did you have to send? Like, interviews? Like, how much did you have to be on tape? You'd have to come sit in some sort of place and, like, wait for someone right. to call you in. You're That's not- true. If you go to Harry Potter land and you buy a wand, you should be put on a list. Yeah. I, like, getting on that game show, you're I'm- not proving what you think you're proving. No. Yeah. You're proving something very different. It's really. The only, other, the only thing dumber than that is, when I was at TFM, I wrote an article shitting on uh, college Quidditch because it's the dumbest shit of all time. Oh, and they all start, these, they dude, really did the, start that? The amount of heat I got on Twitter from fucking Quidditch players was... I thought they were going to burn the office down. Hilarious. Yeah. They were like, you couldn't, you couldn't hang for five fucking seconds on a Quidditch field. <laughs> New business plan. Yeah. We have like little shitty robotic owls, and you sign up to get your significant other or your child... The letter delivered from the owl. Oh, and basically, like it's like it's a like, drone owl. Yeah, it's 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 like a, a, a edible arrangement delivery. So you like set up a time, and you know the kid's gonna be there, and the mom's like, look out the window, and you just like drone the owl in, and then just drop off the letter and drone the owl back, and you charge him like a thousand dollars. That would that would that would that would sell. Sadly, my wife would probably want one. She, the other day, she was like, she was like, what house do you think Rory was in? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I have to put a pistol in my mouth. Real Is quick. that your dog? It's my son. Oh. I never knew your child's name until right now. Rory. It's, it's Rob Fox the fourth, but like he. Okay, yeah. For, it's his nickname. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, but stupid. Course, uh, Rory is not Rob. I like Rory. Yeah. I like that. It's nice. It's a good name. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got for today. I think so too. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's do it. Bye. We have a good show coming on at two o'clock. The founders of the Babylon B. 
will be on on the main channel, so check that out. So lots of jokes. Yeah, it should be good. All right. See you. Bye.